Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook has invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts. Learn more about their ongoing work at about.fb.com safety. Y'all never mind me. Hey everybody, I was thinking about a a article, a couple different thoughts all kind of combined together to create a, a central thought or a, a an idea I've been toying around with. I was I, I'm find myself very interested in um, social social interactions, how people interact with each other. And more specifically, different walks of life, walks of life that I wouldn't otherwise be familiar with because I don't live those lifestyles and I didn't grow up in those lifestyles and I don't I don't understand them from my perspective. So I look to other people to share their positions to at least form a, an educated opinion about the the topic or the subject. So with that in mind, I saw a, a documentary talking about the porn industry. And that's a very interesting one because it is so polarizing. You get people, you know, passionately debating on either side of the issue, uh, sexual freedom versus, um, uh, I guess, lust being peddled and uh, promiscuity as a destructive lifestyle and um, everything in between. But what what kind of struck me is there's I, I watched one where it was about a woman who was a former prostitute and she was traveling with other former prostitutes and other women. And they were patrolling the streets at night trying to get women to stop being prostitutes, that it was a destructive lifestyle and that it wasn't positive and that it had no long term uh, prognosis for good. And that one was very interesting. And she talked about her life and she talked about what, you know, what got her into that industry and how she was essentially trafficked in there and how she was it was it was just very interesting. And another thing I watched where it was talking about it was it was the end. It was the end scene of a a film and in this, the woman had been during the film, the woman had been treated very, very disrespectfully. Like the guy was cussing at her. He was hitting her. He was spitting on her. He had his foot on like her face. And like it was real, real messed up. And eventually the woman started crying and like like soul broken crying. And, you know, the 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 guy, you know, I'll say the actor, he stopped for a second and the cameraman is talking to her. And they're just trying to calm her down because she was crying hysterically at this point. And after, you know, a little while, they got her to talk and she talked about how she had been sexually abused by either it was her brother or her stepbrother for many, many years. And just how the actor, quote unquote, had been treating her in the middle of filming this, this scene, it had brought her back to that brink where 
it, it was too close to the rapes and the sexual assaults that she had experienced. And she was still crying and they were trying to, you know, comfort her and the actor is still trying to comfort her. Meanwhile, mind you, they're both naked and, the, and they're both naked. This is, you know, and, and they're both naked. It's crazy. And talking to her and she's still half crying and, you know, they're they're still going. And you hear the 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 photographer, the cameraman off screen still talking to both of them. And she calmed down enough to, you know, just be be rational and be at peace for a second. And the cameraman says, are we ready to go again? And that's the end of the scene for for, you know, for this. I forget what I was watching, but that was the end of that scene. And it left me like how disgusting. Not even from the a standpoint of. Sexually being loose or sexually being irresponsible or sexually being uh, very over the top or just being very free with private things. How disgust my disgust was that none of those things, absolutely none of those things. My disgust was as as human beings. How disgusting can we be that this woman had because of a prior abuse had become so devalued my opinion in her mind that she found herself in that position and then again had had that flashback in the moment of what to me was the utmost of disrespect disrespect to spit in a person's face to put your foot on a person's face is absolutely disrespectful again my opinion absolutely absolutely positively disrespectful there's very very little that you can do that is more disrespectful than to spit in a person's face and put your foot on their physical face far far beyond but that wasn't the part that that wasn't the part that she was you know that didn't bother her it took her to a point where she realized how close it was to the prior abuse and rapes and assaults that she had experienced being younger and the disgusting part, even apart from all of that, all of that stuff that was disgusting from a human nature standpoint, they still wanted her to work. They still wanted her like, OK, now that you've got over that, she she was comfortable enough to share what essentially had broken her emotionally at that moment. And presumably from the moment it happened to her earlier in her life in, until that point, she was able to express herself and still okay now that all that's out of the way let's get back to work let me go back to defiling you again let me go back to you to making you less than a human being and just a, a sexual attache you're a thing let me go back to treating you as less than a sentient being let me just make you a thing for the enjoyment of the person performing the act and the enjoyment of the people who are going to watch. And that was absolutely positively disgusting to me. Even in the, in, even in the, the context of it being a, a documentary and story, it was disgusting to me. And fast forward to a couple of years later, I, I saw a, uh, it was like a kind of like a documentary again, but uh, it was from, I don't know if it was from the, the film, the, the adult film uh, company or if it was by the actress in question. I don't think it was by the actress. I think it was by some, some company, maybe a distributor company. But e either way, 
it filmed the woman. It didn't show, you know, uh, any nudity or anything like that, but it filmed the woman as she arrived on, on set to do a scene. And she was working with another company who was, who was a popular company. And the photographer was asking her like real corny, real terrible questions. Like it was real, like it was real stupid. Like the question, like it wasn't trying to find out anything about her. It was like, so you like the color blue? Oh, those are, uh, those are real lacy underwear. Like stupid stuff like that. Like word, that's what, that's stupid. So the, the thing that, that struck me about this one was it it struck me that number one how i guess how how the women rationalize it at all i was going to say so well but how they rationalize it at all she had rationalized being there she had rationalized the task that she was asked to perform she had rationalized being in that industry that mindset it it blows i don't understand how you can rationalize that and make it make sense to you i don't understand it but she did so it was just just odd to me and the part that really got me was this woman who had been flown or had either they flew her there or she flew on her own dime to miami from i think she said she lived in vegas and she was there to, to do a scene and everything and they showed her packing up her clothes and stuff and how while she was on film, she was saying how honored she was that they had decided to do. She was a, a bigger girl. Uh, they, she was how honored she was that they had decided to step back into the BBW, Big Beautiful Women um, genre again. I know she said, I know you have done it before, but I'm so honored that you have chosen me as you have stepped step back into this arena and again, I was immediately disgusted. I was disgusted for a number of reasons. I was disgusted for primarily that she said her choice of words. She said, I am honored. And I thought about honor, honor to place great esteem upon and to revere. Honored. It, it disgusted me. And what disgusted me even further, from an economic standpoint, honored, they should be honored that you're there. In the grand scheme of things, and again, I've watched a lot of documentaries on it, she is the commodity. Without her, there would be no film. That The adult film industry, and the, excuse me, the adult entertainment industry is one of the few industries where women are not at a, a gender pay gap because people pay to see the women. It's I think it was something like eight to one or something like that. The the pay that you could find any guy to put in a film and it would they would be almost irreplaceable. It's the women that people pay for. Women pay for the women. Men pay for the women and everything else. It's the women that are are the 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 marketing focus. It's the women. It like 100 percent like it's it's the women. They want the women. They want the women. One hundred percent. Everywhere you go, you it's the same thing. Nobody pays to see, you know, I won't say nobody. Far fewer people pay to see the guys. So that part, it disgusted me because I 
I thought from even from a if I if I let's get over the morality thing, if I stepped over that and I focused strictly on the economic, she is the reason why that the industry exists. People people are coming to her. She's not coming to them for, you know, for jobs. People come and seek her out. And to me, she it's like that she didn't realize that to be honored, they should be honored that you're there. You can one hundred percent do this on your own without any large industry, you can do this by yourself. You are the talent. You are the you're the you're the bang, so to speak, behind the buck. And that was that was troubling to me. It bothered me. It it kind of disgusted me. And then she performed her scene. They didn't show any of that, but it they showed her after and when she was packing her luggage to go home and she was talking to the guy again and they were talking about how um she had a like a mark on her knee or something like that and he was like oh you got that from this scene and uh he was like um what did he say she was like no i got that from from a different scene and uh it was just odd how how casual it was like oh she had been gone from another place and she was they were filming in miami and she had come from a different place and she had done some other filming and done some other films and other projects and stuff and it was it was puzzling to me how she didn't realize how valuable I won't even say she didn't realize just how valuable she was in the whole grand scheme of things. Because without her, you don't have a film. You just have creepy looking guys and odd guys around. It's weird. And what bothered me, again, from an economic standpoint was that if she if she really wanted to pursue her I won't even say dreams. If it was about, you know, sexual liberation and about uh, sexual autonomy and about uh, having power over yourself physically, then I think that it would be more inspirational, if you will, or more effective to have more control over what's being filmed, how it's being filmed and have more control over yourself as a whole versus doing all these scenes and stuff and. I don't even know. I don't know how it works if they're paid a flat rate or if they're paid a percentage of uh, filming and things like that. But I, I think it's just a, a flat performance rate. And I think that for for what you're giving the most it's your body like that's I think that's the most intimate thing you have. Like that is the that's you your body if you could give your soul that would be the only thing that would be more intimate i guess but your your body is the most intimate thing you have and to give that willingly for money and then not even for the most money you could get and not even not even take advantage of the situation economically it doesn't benefit you so for me that's all of those things it bothers me because it's like yo what is what's the point like you do all this and it gets it gets more and more disgusting and i'm like what's to to not that it would be better to to sell yourself out in any way for for money but you don't even get the most money you can get when you do it and it's disappointing because she seemed like a very intelligent woman and seemed like she you know was reasonably rational save for on those points and it makes you wonder a host of different things but yeah, I like to try to keep these brief so I won't delve any further, but it was all those things that were kind of kind of on my mind when I saw those things and people not just not having 
in my opinion, not having grasped the fullness of their value. And I guess that's kind of what I'm alluding to, the fullness of the value of a human being, whether you choose to make your living using your body or not, or whatever you choose to do, grasp the fullness of who you are and what your worth really, really is economically and, you know, spiritually speaking and what your worth is metaphysically, you know, what, what, what is your value? Who are you? What, what does it matter that you're here? What does it matter to the people that are around you and that love you? And what do you matter to yourself? So those are all my thoughts for today. So you guys take it easy. Facebook's safety teams protect billions of people each month. They lead the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested more than $13 billion in the last five years, quadrupling their safety and security teams to 40,000 people and investing in industry-leading AI technology to enhance safety on their platforms. It's working. Over the last several months, they've taken action on 1.7 billion fake accounts. 51.7 million violent and graphic posts, 62 million explicit adult posts, 9.3 million drugs and firearms sales posts. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Keeping your feed safe will continue to be everyone's priority at Facebook. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.